I'm not asking for good. I'm not asking for great. All I'm asking is for the Chargers' run defense to do enough against Josh Jacobs to give him a chance to win on Sunday. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Charge podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons. But this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And there's no way around it, Dave. We were thinking of different places to start the show today. And it just is all going to be centered around Josh Jacobs as far as what the biggest key is for the Chargers. Obviously, the offense is going to have to put up some points. And we'll talk about what they're going to have to do and what they're going to have to overcome to do it against a defense from the Raiders that's going to give them some opportunities. But defensively for the Chargers, you just need something, right? You just need enough against Josh Jacobs. And another big thing that you need, make Derek Carr cry again. I think that would be a great key for the Chargers to get a big win in this one. But we'll also talk (laughs) about players we think could go off in this game because there's a couple guys that have some great matchups in this one and make a really, really hard game prediction, at least for me. I mean, the point spread from bet online is one. The Chargers favored by one. It's going to be tight. So we'll get into it. But this episode is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And David, I it feels like asking the Chargers run defense to be good is probably too much to ask at this point, considering we know they've actually put up some historically bad numbers so far this year. But to me, this reminds me a lot of when the Chargers played the Browns, right? I mean, Jacoby Brissett isn't Derek Carr, right? Amari Cooper is not Devontae Adams. And we'll get to those guys. But the Chargers... With their specific weakness, why this matchup scares me is because you get a red-hot Josh Jacobs, who we feel like at this point is almost 100% going to play. And if it didn't keep him out last week, if he was able to return to that game last week and do what he did and have an 86-yard walk-off touchdown, thinking he's going to play on Sunday against the Chargers. And for me, it's just, hey, I know the Chargers aren't going to be able to totally stop him. I'm not even going to say, hey, the Chargers need to do that to get a win in this game. But if they can do enough on first down, if they can put them behind the sticks, get enough, you know, short gains from Josh Jacobs to make Derek Carr have to make some tough decisions, potentially turn the ball over. That's, I think, the recipe for the Chargers defense, which we saw at the end of that last game against the Cardinals with those three straight three and outs. Absolutely, Daniel. The strength of this Chargers defense is their pass defense, but they can't lean on that strength if they are not getting stops or minimal gains on first and second down. It is crucial to the Chargers success on defense that they do that because that allows them to get into those exotic blitz packages and get into their defensive groupings. And that's what makes them the most successful. We saw that at the end of the game against the Cardinals, they were at their best when they were getting those stops early. It is a huge key to their success on defense against the Raiders on Sunday. A hundred percent. I mean, this is a Chargers defense that's given up 200 yards rushing to three different teams so far this year, but the Raiders are the only team that didn't rush for at least 93 yards against the Chargers. Part of that was the game flow, right? And I think getting off to a quick start, like we've talked about with the Chargers, you know, for such a long time and seemingly every week is going to be big. But getting the Raiders out of their game plan, that is what this is all about, right? Don't let them take the easy path, whether that's 
getting that six-man front, right, with Derwin James on the edge, four down linemen, all defensive tackles. Maybe we'll see some of that. But if they can just get to the point where they can use those blitzes, because let's be honest, I mean, their pressure isn't great without it. Right. They need to get themselves in those situations where they can send Bryce Callahan, where they can send Michael Davis to yeah. get a sack like he did last week, to send yep. Derwin James like they have and want to do so often. Like, that's how you get in those situations. So uh, we're not going to be fantasy land here and say the Chargers right. have to bottle up Josh Jacobs. It's probably too much to ask for at this point. But that doesn't mean that he could go for 100 yards, but you could have, you know, six or seven carries that you hold him to two or yes, two or less yards, right, on first down or even on second and 10 or something like that just to get yourself in those advantageous situations. That's all you're asking for. Just do enough. I don't need good. I just need enough from the Chargers run defense this week. Do not but, wait to bring Derwin James close to the line of scrimmage, please. Oh, yeah. That is something that we need to see early and often. Yeah. Nobody reads and reacts and key diagnoses like Derwin James. He sees it and he explodes. He is one of the best tacklers on this team. You have to have him close to the line of scrimmage, especially on those downs where you know they are going to try to run the football. He is one of the best edge setters on this team, and they need to utilize that to be the most effective run defense that they can be. 100% because the thing is, is one of the things you always want to do when you play against the Raiders is you want to break Derek Carr. So my next <laughs> key for success here is may, make Derek Carr cry again. You know, I mean, I know David wanted that to be like the poster for this episode, you know, make Derek yes, Carr I cry again. And I, you know, I, I, I get what he was saying on the podium and stuff, but I mean, I don't know where the accent came from. You know, just a little hollow in some ways <laughs> to me. That is always the key. Joey Bosa, it sucks that he has to miss this game because nobody knows it more than that dude, right? Yeah. Who knows, hey, if we hit this dude, if we can rattle him, we're going to have a good chance because there's two things that need to happen in this game. It's trying to break Derek Carr and also capitalizing on Derek Carr's mistakes because he's yes. going to make some mistakes. He had two interceptions last week. Obviously, they still were able to find a way to win. But in the first matchup against the Chargers, he threw three interceptions. And the Chargers were able to get six sacks in that game and five against Derek Carr. Making Derek Carr cry again, David, I think is very high up on the list of things I think the Chargers need to do on Sunday. A hundred percent. It always is a key when you go up against Derek Carr, because when you hit him, you, he starts to feel pressure and feel things that are not there. And it makes him hurry and rush his throws, which makes him make mistakes. And yeah. he, I think he trusts his arm a little bit too much in certain situations. And he does push it when he does do that. The Chargers have to capitalize on those opportunities. Derek Carr is going to give them the, some opportunities to go ahead and take the football away. They need to do that. One of my keys here on defense is to bracket Devontae Adams. Double cover him. I don't care if you got to do it the entire game. Do not let that dude loose. Make anybody else that can catch the football beat you other than Devontae Adams. That is the recipe that they are going to try to follow. They're going to try to run the football with Josh Jacobs, and they're going to try to get Devontae Adams in as, as many advantageous situations as possible. Do not allow it. Know where that guy is at all times. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's realistic to double him the whole game, right? Because right. the thing is, I mean, if, I'm, you're going, if you're going heavy fronts, right, it's yeah. taking away from the dudes you have in the secondary. So, sure. like, if you're going to sell out to stop the run, it's hard to also – Double team Devontae Adams for this reason, though, David. It's specifically because you can't trust your safeties to tackle, right? Yeah. Like, if you have two of those guys over there, the only problem is, is now these guys over here are relying on everything else or, you know, have to be the guy that's making that last tackle and 
not giving the help or having the, at least the bodies there to try to make those tackles. Yeah. But in those big moments, right? Yes. You're yes. talking about big moments. That's yes. what you have big to moments. take away. You yes. can't let him beat you on big third downs, right? Yeah. Especially when you know it's going to be a pass, right? Because then right. you can get the personnel you want. You can get the extra DBs on the field. Yeah, he's probably going to win on some first downs, right? And I think in those situations, you need Asante Samuel Jr. to step up. Yeah. But unlike we saw with the Chiefs, right? When it's like, yeah, Derwin on Travis Kelsey is a great thing. Nobody else matches up with him like that. Right. But in those big moments towards the end of the game, you can't just bank on that because even with great players, it's going to be a battle. It's going to oh, be yeah. a boxing match. You're going to take no some doubt. punches. You're going to give some punches. That's how it goes. Yeah. You can't allow that to happen in the big moments in this one. So Asante Samuel Jr., even if it's a little bit of Michael Davis, those guys are going to have to step up when their name is called to have to, you know, track this dude one on one or at least yeah. close to that. Right. In those moments. But in the big moments, you have to find a way. It's bracketing, it's doubling, you're doing yeah. whatever it takes. You cannot let that dude beat you. Make Matt Collins beat you. Make yes. Keelan Cole beat you. Yeah, right? Foster That's the Moreau. Easy. Uh, any Foster of Moreau, yeah. I mean, also maybe no like third and 17 draw plays. Don't let yeah, that beat please. you either because I will throw up. Because that's yeah, just like indeed. Truly the grossest Don't, do thing not do in that, please. Me. Oh, no. I mean, I remember it happened against the Raiders. I'm. Uh, it can't happen Ugh. again. <laughs> making, I don't want to let you know. You can jump shiver. off Ray Race. Hey, diddle diddle, none of that stuff. Leave it on there. But yeah, I mean, you can't let Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs be the story in this game. Right? Exactly. Like we talked about a little bit in the crossover. If those play with some violence too. About, Please yeah. play with some violence. I want to see some big hits in this one. Really impose your will. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's just been a lack of physicality all year, exactly. right, David? That's something we've been yearning for for years and years. Yes. Being physical in the trenches. And I think you're going to need, okay, first of all, Kenneth Murray, I don't need good. I just need enough, right? I'm not yeah. looking for a breakout game. I just need you to not totally kind of throw things sideways. You're and right. the same thing goes with the secondary, who's already had problems tackling. And if Nazir Adderley's out there, he's going to have a giant club on his hand. So yeah. that does not make you a better tackler unless you're just swinging at a dude's legs, right? Just I'm just going to take you out that way. I don't know. I mean, it, he's, it's a whole thing. But Alohi Gilman at least, you know, had a pretty good game last week. I thought he made some really big plays, including that pass breakup on that third down was huge. You're going to need guys like that to step up in this game and make some big-time tackles because the Chargers have missed way too many. Their tackling is atrocious. It has to be fixed at least somewhat. It has to just be better at least this week. But let's not make any mistake about it, David. The Chargers' offense is going to have to put up points. I, I mean, we're asking some things of the Chargers' defense. We know the Raiders are going to get some, right? We're just hoping that the defense can do enough. Justin Herbert and the offense, even with the things they'll have to overcome, are going to have to put up in this game. So we're Keenan Allen, so we're Josh Palmer. So we're going to get into our offensive keys for success coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy sports site and of course i'm talking about prize picks what i love about prize picks is unlike other daily fantasy sites it's just you versus their projections so you go through you find the matchups that you like for players around the nfl or other sports as well but you find the matchups that look good to you and all you have to do is beat the number that prize picks projections are putting out there so with prize picks all you have to do is pick two to five players if those players win you can win on your entry, and not only can you win, but you can win up to 10 times your money. So if you're looking or you're wondering what kind of things they're making these projections on for this weekend's game, you can project Justin Herbert more than or less than 285.5 passing yards. He has a really good matchup, or you can go with even combined rushing and receiving yards and go with Austin Eckler going more or less than 102.5 total yards in that way. There's so many different things to do at Price Picks. I really love it. It's kind of you know, all the fun things that you can get out of it, I think just really changes it from other daily fantasy sites. They make it a lot more fun. Right now, guys, download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, 
They will match your $100. If you put in 50, they will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for that 100% instant deposit match right now with Price Picks. All right, well, we talked about the defense, but with the Chargers, <laughs> the offense can be just as frustrating in different ways. And we've seen some really nice sparks, right? And, and we've seen some nice drives, especially in that last game in the first half. We saw them get back in the game. At the end of the game, when they needed to go down and get a touchdown, they were able to do it. But we haven't seen that consistency from the Chargers. And I think in this game, especially, like, they can't work their way into it, David. We talked about game flow a lot yesterday, but, like, Justin Herbert and the offense are going to have to get right to it. You can't have a lull. You want to get the Raiders out of their game plan. One of the big keys to me this week is getting out to that big league. Because last time you did that, Josh Jacobs got 10 carries in that first matchup. That's all you really need to say. If you let them get up and just try to wear you down now that they're more committed to running Josh Jacobs, it's going to be huge. So for Justin Herbert, with the offensive line, there's not going to be a lot of time to figure out what you have there. I think you have to attack and keep them off balance early. And most importantly, stay ahead of the chains. If you set yourself up in third and longs in this game and ask Justin Herbert to bail you out, you're going to be in trouble, David. I think staying ahead of the chains, trying to get off to an early start, two of the biggest keys for me in this one. Just as much as the Raiders want to keep Justin Herbert off the field, the Chargers want to keep Josh Jacobs off the field as much as possible as well. And one way that the Chargers offense and Justin Herbert can have a lot of success in this one and stay on the field and keep those chains moving is by attacking the middle of the Raiders defense. It is wide open. I mean, that's a soft spot. Just doesn't matter who it is. It could be receivers. It could be tight ends. Everyone is finding all kinds of room, all kinds of space, a lot of success over the middle of the football field. The Chargers want to move the ball. That's where they need to target. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's definitely one of the things that really pops when you're watching the Raiders and just how many catches are being made over the middle. And it's going to say, yeah, the one thing you left out of there is running backs, right? I mean, yes. Austin Eckler, angle route. We all know Denzel Perriman and the strengths of his game and the weaknesses of his games. Well, he's yeah. one of those guys that's patrolling the middle. Their other starting linebacker, Divine Diablo, is going to be Arizona injured reserve at this point, so he's not going to be playing in this one. They're weak there. I mean, they have some good safety. They have, you know, Trayvon Merrick is definitely an up-and-coming guy for sure. But you can eat there. And, and I think what you really need in this game from your offense is for your new dynamic duo to come through. And that dynamic duo is Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer, who kind yeah. of quietly, David, have taken over as the main breadwinners for this Chargers offense, at least in the receiving core, in the absence of Mike Williams. Yeah. And they've been really really good lately. I mean, they've they actually played really well. So the last two games for them, they've combined for 23 catches, 305 yards, right, and a touchdown. So like Use that it is, to my ears. Yeah, 100%. I mean, those two guys, 305 yards in two games, 23 catches, like you'll take that. They had actually a little smaller of a game, but I think with that dynamic duo of those two guys and then you sprinkle in a little bit of DeAndre Carter, there's no reason this Chargers offense shouldn't be able to put some points up in this game. Absolutely. I mean, one of my keys is attack with Keenan Allen because there's there's literally nobody uh, on the Raiders defense that, that can cover him one on one. I feel very comfortable with Keenan's ability to get open. He's talking a little anybody. snack, too. I am. Yeah. And definitely no, he yeah. was. He was oh, talking yeah. a little smack. Oh, about yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah. You know, Keenan Allen, he's got that swag when he's feeling good. When you get him a couple catches early and he starts to get in that DB's face. You know he's feeling it, and you know he's about to go off and have a big game. I feel like the Chargers have really been kind of ramping up with with Keenan Allen. They've been trying to see and make sure that he really is truly 100%. I feel like 
this game against the Raiders is where they really open it up. And I, I think you see one of those big time performances, and that might be something you hear later on in the show with our uh, bold predictions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good one. Uh, I, I mean, Keenan Allen in the first matchup got hurt midway yeah. through the second quarter. And he was at four catches for six. Yeah, he was going yards. crazy. Yeah, he was shredding them. And like, this is a great matchup for him. He is starting to heat up. I felt like when the Chargers' offense really struggled last week, it was them just not going to him enough. Unfortunately, I thought was one of the biggest parts of you know the yes. offensive struggles, especially in the second half. You need to feed this guy. You need to feature this guy, especially early on when you're trying to kind of disrupt the pass rush coming at you. Getting the ball into Keenan Allen's hands has been nothing but gold for the Chargers so far this year. We just haven't gotten to see nearly enough of it. But let's be honest, David. I mean, a lot of this is just going to depend on if this Chargers offensive line can hold up. I know I touched on it yesterday, yeah. but there's just no way you can talk about offensive keys for success. Justin Herbert has to find a way, and Joe Lombardi has to find a way, to let this offense operate, to do enough, and that it's going to take an you know, inordinate amount of pressure on Justin Herbert in this game to make it work to be able to avoid the pass rush, to be able yeah. to play off script. Like he's just going to have to do it because right now it doesn't look like Trey Pippen's going to play. He hasn't practiced all week. Right. Roy Lindsley, as far as we know, still in the concussion protocol as we're recording this right now, that means you're missing, you know, obviously 60% of your starting offensive line that you started the season with. And two of those dudes are all pros and Rashawn yeah. Slater and Corey Lindsley. Yeah. We've seen this chargers offense turtle up without Corey Lindsley and really go into a shell this yeah. week. At least, you know, going into it, who your offensive linemen are, you have to find a way to make it work because there are a lot of openings. They're probably going to try to test you if you can expose their defense and go at, you know, have the right game plan. And for God's sakes, be a little bit better in the screen game for real. Yes. You'll have a good chance, but like it's going to be an uphill battle when you're trying to play around all those factors with Foster Sorrell going up against Max Crosby, right? And then now Will Clapp, who played okay last week, but obviously there was some miscommunications that one of them took points off the board on that yeah. A-gap blitz that Justin Herbert takes a sack late in that game. So that is a huge part of this. Absolutely. You cannot allow Max Crosby to go off in this one. You have to know that he's the main guy who is going to try to feast after Justin Herbert. And that's really what it is with, with their defense and, and pressure. As far as sacks go, it's feast or famine. And the feast is Max Crosby with 10 and a half sacks. And it's the famine with everyone else only having one sack on the entire season. So you need yeah. to chip him. You need to double team him. You need to have receivers try to get in his way, whatever. And also one thing I want to do as well is I want to, I want to see some design rollouts to the left. Justin Herbert is fantastic throwing on the run. The Chargers need to take advantage of his athleticism and his accuracy. And that's another way to slow down that pass rush getting away from Max. Yeah, I mean, especially because Max usually lines up on that side, so that's going to be yes. tough because he's going to blow a lot of things up. But, I mean, it's always a risky proposition. If you're a right-handed quarterback, you're not supposed to roll to your left and throw back across your body. But as you saw on that Josh Palmer sideline throw last He can week, do it. I mean, yes. he can get plenty of, plenty of zip on it Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think they do that enough, honestly, because that's you see saying. a lot of teams in the league that are rolling out hard, and other teams have caught on to that with the Chargers. The one thing the Chargers don't usually do is throw back to someone designed right as yeah. everyone's flowing back this way you throw back to someone like gerald everett right and there's a wide open gap there there's a wide open scene to get some yards after the catch yeah because i think the Chargers are going to need it i mean if you're going to get pressured a lot and the Chargers have gotten pressured or justin herbert's gotten pressured more than any other quarterback in the nfl this season he's given yeah. 
He's faced pressure on 19 dropbacks in each of the past two weeks, right? 38 combined over the last two weeks. There's ways to alleviate it, but the Chargers have to hit on the screen game. They have to keep the Raiders' defense off balance, and it's not a great defense. You should be able to do it even with the injuries that you have on the offensive line. But let's be honest. It's going to be really tough. Those are major impactful injuries the Chargers have on their offensive line. They're not excuses. It's just like you're just afraid that they will go super conservative in order to try to protect Justin Herbert. But unfortunately, he's feeling a lot better, and you're going to have to take some risks with him, right? And he's going to have to run if he has to, too. Like There's a lot of things he has to do. I think, to overcome what they're missing, especially along the offensive line. But there are some players who have some really good matchups, so we'll see if the offensive line can just do enough. I think that's kind of the you know theme of the day so far, just to let these other players eat because the Chargers have plenty of good players, but it's going to be those other guys who are going to have to step up and just do enough to let the other guys eat around them, like Khalil Mack, like Derwin James, like Justin Herbert, like Keenan Allen. So we're going to talk about who we think has the best matchups and guys who we think could potentially go off in this one in our bold and game predictions coming up after this. I still don't know who I'm going to pick for this game. So to find out, make sure you guys are still listening. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. There are a bunch that you guys can choose from, but one of the new ones is Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcast from. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. I mean, there's definitely some things I'd want to hear from Russell Wilson for sure. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind that he has to greatness and obviously just a super charitable dude as well, which is something that probably gets forgotten a lot. But this is a podcast where you're going to hear a lot of great insights. They have two-time Super Bowl champion Von Miller, and he delivers sharp insights about performing at the highest level in moments of extreme pressure. Or you can hear a conversation between Russell Wilson and Tim Tebow talking about finding a unique personal mission in the world. I definitely want to hear that conversation for sure. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders. Hosts will swap stories and and share proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and above. Anytime you're talking about guys like this, like Olympic athletes, like there's a special kind of drive. It's always really cool to hear kind of how these dudes do and women, I mean, the things that you just could never imagine doing yourself. So head on over to the Lockdown Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available wherever you get your podcast. Available anywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, David, well, it's time for our bold and our game predictions. I did not pick the game yesterday, and I'm glad because, I mean, I think we have a little bit more clarity. I mean, there was a little bit of a scare yesterday where I wasn't even sure if Derwin James and Bryce Callahan were going to play in this game for a second. His both didn't participate, but we saw them back at practice on Thursday, which is monumental. I mean, I don't know what the second and day as looks like. Participants too, so it just makes it seem like it's very much a, a was a rest day for both of them. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that easy for Daniel Popper. Unfortunately, we love you, yeah. Popper. But anyways, David, it's time to get into our bold predictions. And I mean, I could put the bump anywhere. I think the bump for me needs a needs a spark because I did it with Mike Williams. He got hurt last week. It was really the DeAndre Carter show. I thought it was going to be more of the Keenan Allen show, which it probably should have been because he was definitely toasting dudes out there. But, David, when you're looking at the offense this week, there's a few different guys I think you could go with for this one or a few different areas I think you could attack. Who are you going with with your offensive bull prediction? I think you may have left a hint for it, a very subtle hint earlier in the show. Yes, yes, I did. So this week I really feel like we're going to see one of those vintage Keenan Allen performances. And when, and what I mean by that is like 10 to 12 catches. And, and that's I, I think he's going to be open all day, and I think he's going to get targeted all day, and he's going to have a really big game in this one. I feel like he's going to be heavily, heavily involved. I'm going 12 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I, I think – 
you know, if the Chargers can find a way, right, to do enough offensively with the offensive line, there's going to be some dudes who are going to put up some big numbers in this one. My official Locked On Chargers podcast bump, though, this week is going to go to Gerald Everett. Okay. A guy where I'm hoping maybe that two-point conversion, right, running that play for him in the biggest moment of the game and having him be the deciding factor in that game, Hopefully it kind of shows the Chargers that maybe there's more to Gerald Everett. There's more yeah. ways to get him involved because I think this is, I mean, you're talking about the seam, you're talking about the middle of the field, you're talking about running away from linebackers. Yes. Gerald Everett checks every one of those bosses, boxes, and he's also one of the harder dudes on the Chargers to bring down. He's one of the yep. better guys after the catch. Just doesn't seem like Joe Lombardi has found a way for it to click to get him in those open spaces. And one of the, and probably the most open space he had this year, he dropped the pass. So, I'm looking yeah. at Gerald Everett, and I need him to come through in this game, and I think he has a great opportunity to do it, especially with the offensive line struggles. I think there's going to be some quick passes. Gerald Everett, I think, is going to be the security blanket in this game. I think he has his best game of the season. I have Gerald Everett going seven catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns, and forces four missed tackles because I, I think it's it. a fist fight anytime you want to take that dude down. Let's flip to the defensive side now. David, who are you going with this week? Well, for my defensive bowl prediction, I am going – crazy with this one and i i think uh you're gonna be very very apprehensive when you hear it but i'm going big for this one mm -hmm. it's gonna be bold the chargers will keep the raiders under 100 rushing yards which will be the first time the bolts defense has done that since week six against the broncos oh that's a gross stat <laughs> uh that's very bold i mean let's start by saying that like that is enough when you talk about doing enough from the Chargers run defense, I mean, even if they give 99.9 yards on the ground, I mean, I think you'd sign up for that right oh, yeah. now. Even though for some teams, that's a bad game for the Chargers defense, obviously. <laughs> that's great. not a bad game. That's a great game. <laughs> if they can find something, I mean, James Conner is not Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is the NFL's leading rusher. You know, He is, for sure. A, and and he is definitely hurting yards. a little bit, too. See that that's the part part I struggle with because it's like yeah he had that calf strain when he broke off an 86 yard walk off touchdown last week so like yeah as far as me using that as an excuse for him or I guess as an excuse for him not doing good against the Chargers defense I'm not gonna buy it just because I think it's like hey if he can do that <laughs> he's fine he'll he'll play yeah. fine he's been at practice two days this week if he can run for 229 last week leave the game come back in with the same calf strain and unless there's a setback obviously right. I think he's going to be fine. If they can do that against him, no excuses. That's just a, a really, really great, huge performance for the Chargers <laughs> defense and maybe gives you some faith going down the stretch that, okay, maybe Derrick Henry won't run for 460 <laughs> yards when these two teams match up. My defensive world prediction is going to be centered around my biggest matchup from yesterday. I'm going with Asante Samuel Jr. because I want to see if he's leveled up since the first time he had to go square off with Devontae Adams, trying to test himself against one of the elite premier receivers in the entire NFL, he got an interception and a pass breakup last time. I'm going to say he has two interceptions in this game and he holds Devontae Adams to under 75 yards receiving. I think we're Zant going bold is today, one of the baby. guys that we're talking about after this game. Zant started really hot, kind of cooled off a little bit, started doing really good again got torched in the Kansas City game, and played really well last week. So it's been up and down, which it's his second year, right? He's yeah, I mean, a lot of good, dude. though. A lot of good from Asante. A lot year. of good. I mean, a lot of stuff, a lot of foundational stuff I think you have to build on. Yeah. He does that in this game. I think we see even a different version of him for the rest of the season, and he's looking like he, he know, goes one super of Saiyan, Asante Yeah, Sam. exactly. 
he seems like he feeds off these kind of matchups, right? It, it oh, seems yeah. like he lives for this kind of stuff, which is great. That's exactly 100%. the mentality you want in your cornerbacks. But, you know, <laughs> he better go out there and prove it, though. And he's, I think he's going to have some spots where he's going to have to hold it down against Devontae Adams. And how he does, I think, is going to decide, you know, a few different Raiders possessions, potentially, yeah. in getting the Chargers offense back on the field. And, and, you know, that's a huge factor. Now it's time for the hard part. David, it's time to pick this game, and I am feeling worse about it than you. I mean, obviously, if both of your bold predictions come true, the Chargers win this game, right? I mean, in my opinion, oh, yeah. if both my bold predictions come true, they could still end up somehow losing this game. But <laughs> I don't feel good about it. it. The spread, I think, is right. I mean, it's a one-point spread from Bet Online. I think that's kind of indicative of how I feel about this one. David, I have more hope that you're going to pick the Chargers than I am, so who are you going with for this one? Well, I mean, th- this game for the Chargers is is paramount. It's crucial. And this is a, a game the Chargers should win. They have to win. They, 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 they don't have a lot of leeway left. They don't have a lot of rope. So no. they have to handle their business. And fortunately for the Chargers, they've been really, really good on the road this year. Four and two. Seems like they, they travel well. They get up for these road games. They don't care about getting into a hostile environment. And the Chargers need this, and I feel like they're going to come out motivated. It's going to be a close game because that's all the Chargers play. I mean, I'd love to see a blowout. That would be wonderful, but let's let's not be let's not be crazy here. We know what this is going to be. It's going to be a one score game. I have the Chargers winning this game and keeping their playoff hopes alive, strong and well with a 34 to 27 victory. Yeah, OK. I mean, that's more faith than I have in them for sure. Um, I mean, I think the thing with this game is it's not a must win game, just kind of like last week, but like, I'm more afraid of the Raiders than I was about the Cardinals last week. Sure. It's just, you know, how I'm feeling about it. That's what, where my gut is taking me. And like, I, it, I have a really hard time picking this one. Cause like, this is a bad matchup for the chargers at this point of the season. And, and this is not the injury report that you want to see going into a game of this magnitude. You're right. It's going to be really, really tough. <sighs> Like I said, I, I think, you know, where the lines are are kind of where I'm feeling for this one. So I'm going to say that the Chargers find a way to pull this one out. And I think it's going to be close, incredibly close. I have the Chargers winning this game 31 to 30 in this one. And you know why? Just family trust and respect, baby, because that's why. I mean, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. It's gotten me to where I'm at this part in the season as far as picking the Chargers. It's a big-time game. I'd love to sweep the Raiders. It seems like it's always one-on-one. Get your payback yes, from last year. They took you out of the playoffs this year. Be one of the reasons that the Chargers, you know, have a chance at the playoffs this year. The Chargers have it right in front of them. And they need it with big games against the Dolphins and the Titans on the horizon. So, win, lose, or draw, we will be back here after the game with our Locked on Chargers post-game show. So, to make sure you guys never miss that, go subscribe to Locked on Chargers on YouTube. We always post the post-game shows on YouTube first. We go live. See you guys' comments and all that, so make sure you guys check that out, as well as following wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find us free and available every day, your team every day as it is, right? Locked on. And make sure you guys also follow all of our social media, because that's another way you won't miss the show. We post it to all of our social every day. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrogTalkSD. His DMs are always open. And the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They have the biggest stories, instant reactions, and big game recaps, and they also have 
the take of the day, and there have been some doozies on there. So that's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. But this is a big one, guys. I mean, hopefully the Chargers can pull things off. Hopefully me and David are right here, and the Chargers can get to 7-5 and five with a couple of really tough games. But make sure you guys are back here with us for the post-game show right after the game. Until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.